I'm a tornado of feelings and, and I don't know. It's like, if you put, let's say what's fun trail mix. Oh, I mean, just fun. So we already just have a lot happening in trail mix. We have peanuts and M&Ms and raisins and there's just so much happening. Right. right, Then you put it in a blender, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. and like, maybe we're making a smoothie. So we like add fruit and then we're like, actually, no, not a smoothie. What sounds really good is a milkshake. And so then we just like add ice cream and milk. And so then it's wow. all getting blended together. And you're like, this is food, <laughs> but what is it? Okay. That's kind of, that's kind of my life that's, right now. And that's where you are. Okay. <laughs> oh, that, I love that for you. Does no, that make sense? Totally. No, I think everyone <laughs> is going to be able to relate to that. on <laughs> Such a, a deep, deep level, I think. Okay. It's that's, turbulent that's universal. Seas. <laughs> I think this makes sense. So I'm coming uh, to you um completely deregulated. I'm I mean, just a wild, I'm a banshee. What's new for us, you know? <laughs> what is regulated right. at this point? Well, I don't remember the last time I was regulated. Yeah, I need I should to go be to the doctor. Heavily medicated, more so than <laughs> yes. I already am. <laughs> Jake? I'm about to get on medication. I swear yeah. to God, it is too much. I feel like everyone around me is getting on meds right now. What's okay. Here's my, I'm going to postulate a theory on why I just feel like life is out of control right now. And sure. let me, before I say this theory, I just want the listeners to know that Jake, my best friend, Jake Farrington, <laughs> my co-host, my heart, my angel, my sister, has let me reschedule this intro. <laughs> I don't know, upwards of 10 times. It just, the time just kept on ticking. Tick, tick, tick. We usually do it at two. And to give you context, it's almost five. So you know, we're, just, we're doing our damn best. We're doing our on, damn best. On this day and every day, you know? Exactly, exactly. And we're What's going on other. in this world right now? Nothing is yes. great. And that's okay. okay. Yes. It's okay. We're just, we're doing our best. Mm-hmm. Delta is uh, ramping up. I just had to cancel my vacation next mm-hmm. week. And, you know, Sorry. that's okay. That's just where we are. I don't want to kill my grandparents um, with COVID. So <laughs> selfish. Yeah. I guess that's really, that's fucked up of me. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm honestly like, that's, sucks but like I told you earlier before we were recording just how impressed I am with I don't know just how how uh grounded and in yourself you are of just like knowing what's right and what isn't right for you and you were like yeah I wish wish it wasn't like that I want to not care right I wish I could would that I could I I wish I could be reckless Mm -hmm. I wish I could just but uh, my spirit won't allow for such things you know well, it's easier. Grip. It's easier not to care like this, right? You know, right, it's right. easier to like bury your head in the sand and be like, I don't know. I'm an ostrich. Look at my butt feathers. <laughs> They're gorgeous. They're huge. You could make a hat with them. <laughs> it always comes back to ass. 
<laughs> with this one. Oh, it's always ass, 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 ass. Oh my God, Jake. If we could go through one podcast recording without just talking about butts. <laughs> Enough. I mean, I'm obsessed with butts. I'm sorry. I'm no, I'm not my sorry. Own. I'm I, I, I am. Yeah. I have an incredible ass and I won't apologize for it. You absolutely do. <laughs> you absolutely do. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Your day has been so chaotic. You know what? That's okay. Because here we are. Yes, As we're touching down. Casey touching Rose Wilson down. says, this is the moment we find ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> and that sometimes that's enough. And I have to keep repeating that to myself like a mantra. <laughs> <laughs> this is the moment I find myself. This yeah. is the moment I find myself. And it's okay. And, it's good. and I will find myself in another moment. Yes. At some other moment. Another moment, moment will be coming. Where, yeah. <laughs> but this moment is the moment it is. <laughs> Um, wait, we haven't got to talk about it. I know you have watched mm-hmm. Sexy Beast. That's what it's called, uh, right? Oh my God. Yes. I've only watched the first episode and wow, 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 wow. I can't believe how long it took me to come to this show. I'm I'm shocked. I'm appalled. I'm absolutely riveted. I'm loving every second. And these these episodes go down quick, quicker than quick. Oh, it's so fast. Well, now I got to tell you my experience. Hmm. Okay. Expectation versus reality. Here, <laughs> we got a little check-in. Okay. Here's what I thought the show was. I thought I was getting into a Love Island situation in which it was going to be one house mm. where all of these people mm-hmm. in mass were living together and like trying to find their match. Wait, you know, I wish it I was that. Right. I went and then when it started, I was like, oh, we're only focusing kind of on one person, three options every episode. Mm-hmm. I was really expecting them to be like kind of kneeling around the house in a dolphin head, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> <That's kind of> what... <laughs> they have to do like four hours of makeup every single day. Yeah. They're in different wings. <laughs> well, I understand why you think that though, because they're in a manner. I mean, right. they have like, what do they call it? Like a sexy beast castle or yeah, yeah, something. yeah. And, and so with that, I just kind of expected that we'd live there. Yeah, no, I understand how but, you made that leap. And, and to what you just said, I, I don't really think it through because sure. putting the, that makeup on <laughs> every day would be hell. Hell. <laughs> oh, your face would be broken out beyond repair. Oh God. Yeah. You might've been attractive when it started, but by the time <laughs> you reveal your face, ain't nobody want to see that. So that's the <laughs> thing about this show. That's act, like actually shocking me to my core. Mm. I have an image of what these people yes. look like. Yes. It is yes. Yes. Not right at all. No. Like, so again, not right I've only watched, no, I've only watched the first episode and the guy that she picks, I really thought I, he was going to be really hot. You know, yeah. there was the way he carried himself, kind of how he was talking and what was going on. I was mm-hmm. like, Ooh, who's this gentleman? You know? Yeah. I liked it better with the, the, the baboon mask on, to be okay. quite frank. There's a couple people. I'm only on episode four, but there are okay. a couple people. I'm like, keep keep it on. Yeah. There's there's something. There's like a sexual energy. There's like something going on with the mask on that's not coming through with the mask off. Right, and you know, and I'm I feel like I understand the plight of the furries a little bit better. <laughs> after watching this i'm like oh the baboon is not not hot you know i kind of get it the <laughs> light know? of the furries <laughs> it needs to be the title of a book 
immediately <laughs> immediately that's so funny uh, yeah no i'm what's killing me what i was screaming at was the sincerity mm. and like the serious <laughs> conversations they're being dead like look in my eyes like let's make a real connection with like i mean a woman who's a crone with with a man who's a baboon with i mean it's it's outrage a woman who's a full devil like yeah. full satan with like a yeah. butt chin uh-huh. so upsetting and they're it's like wow wild. i really i'm really feeling a connected yeah. person I'm, like, I'm falling for you <laughs> and then when i truly lost my marbles was when they kissed oh in the masks bad. Oh. it's it's <laughs> really tough i was really laughing i was really laughing when they were like going on their second date and they were like okay like for this second little date we're gonna get massages and i was like oh that's nice and then it was like well it can only be a foot massage because (laughs) there we can't do anything else like we can't we can't have you laying covered on your face like you've got a mask so much makeup like Mm-mm. i i just imagine they're like okay we can no we can't do shoulders oh okay oh no well okay i guess all that's left is hands no. <laughs> so yeah yeah, yeah 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 those those are often done up as well i yeah it's it's incredible yeah it's well, really i just can't believe this is where we are that this is an enjoyable show for me to watch truly and it's what's so funny to me is like this is a show straight out of 30 rock you know this is such a parody of itself it's a parody of our where we are as a Mm -hmm. society and culture and it's just Mm -hmm. like it's so outlandish and it's so out there that it feels like a joke it does (laughs) like it feels I don't know that everyone's in on the joke but it feels like a, a joke it is a joke oh my god also hilarious one part that really made me laugh was in the one episode that I watched she was on a date with the the statue man and he's <laughs> like yeah I've really been leaning into my in- intuition lately like mm-hmm. um <laughs> just a few days ago uh someone asked me to guess how old they were and I said 26 and they were 26 so yeah I guess I just am really leaning into my intuition yeah <laughs> yeah and then she goes how old am I and he's like um and they make a big production right he's like 21 and she's like oh my gosh yes like you are you might have something here and then the woman doing the massage goes how old do you think I am and he goes mm. 65 clearly <laughs> she was not in her 60s and she was like oh wow and really took the mood down yeah it did it really did I just love the idea that your what your intuition does specifically Mm -hmm. is allows you to guess someone's age (laughs) like you know there could be better things to use that power for maybe intuit (laughs) if this is the person for you or if this is the show you should be on if this is exactly exactly if you've made any correct choices thus far <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> being at a place in your life of such fuck it that you agree to go on a, a dating show where you are I mean, in this kind look, of mask and i'm not far off i think Jake, to be stop. quite honest stop. i <laughs> i know i have to tell you i <laughs> oh, no. 
I'm already, I'm so sad. No, I'm just in such a, I, I don't have a single match on hinge right now. Not a single person to talk to that isn't someone from two years ago. And every conversation I start with, whether it be on a hinge or grinder, a Tinder, or it doesn't matter because no one talks to me and that just is what it is. And that's fine. But that is the reality that I'm living in in this time, you know, and I'm, and that just, you know, so maybe, maybe I should put a baboon mask on. (laughs) Maybe that's, maybe that's the answer. I have to tell you that we have to remember that on these dating apps, you go through, everyone does these dry spells that for about a month, every once in a while, you have no matches. Right. And it it makes no sense. And everyone goes through it. Right. I think maybe I'm just, maybe I've reached the bottom of the well in Los Angeles. And we're so picky that I feel like they're like, we have no one else to give you. Yeah. Like, what do you want from us? Yeah. (laughs) We're like, no, no, no. Okay. No, 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 no. You know? But I know this pain. It's very frustrating because truly dating in LA is the seventh ring of hell. I mean, it's horrible. We did something in a past life to be punished (laughs) by being single in the city because it's It's, outlandish. Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is if there's anybody out there who has a connection to the casting director of Sexy Beast, (laughs) just let me know. (laughs) Well, you know what I did in my darkest day of being like, there's not a single soul on this planet to talk to. I mean, this was a dark day. Okay. No. And I filled out pretty far, I'm going to say 80%, filled out the whole form for first dates, that show that's out of the UK, and now oh, is like wow. being remade in the US, and they're looking yeah. for a single, yeah, I got, yeah. I got pretty far in the questions. Well, so, you know. <laughs> I didn't complete it because it was, it was very involved. I was I'm like, oh sure. my God, what am I'm I sure going to college? A point where you're just like, wait, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah, it, it is. You're like, are you really that lonely? <laughs> Go see a friend quick. God, call reel someone. it in, reel it, in, reel it in. <laughs> and what's crazy, what's crazy is that two hotter people don't exist. I'm fantastically hot. You're yes. just beyond sexy. Thank so you. what's going on doesn't make logical sense. It doesn't. It doesn't. I'm, it doesn't. We're so good. And you know, in that way, fun. like good for us for defying mm. the laws of nature, oh, you know, okay. <laughs> that's, that's impressive a, in its own right. That's a rework. And I like yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. And this this episode coming up, oh baby! Oh, it's it's a buckle goodie. the fuck up! It's it's fast and furious. It's yeah. so fun. Yeah, it'll blow your hair back. <laughs> <laughs> this movie, the little movie, we like to call Quince because that's the title, and <laughs> <laughs> we personally call it Eight. Baby. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it goes a little something like this. Just as Jamie Grover becomes fed up with being the center of her parents' universe, her wish for less attention is granted when her mom gives birth to quintuplets. At first, Jamie is thrilled to escape her parents' constant doting, but she soon feels neglected and unappreciated as the quints take up all of her parents' time. One hour and 23 minutes. Have fun. Uh-uh. Oh, here we go now. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. 
yeah. so let's get into it. Uh, we've got it. We've got we've got an amazing guest for you guys today. Amazing, a podcast icon. Yes, honey. <laughs> what? Uh, he's the host of a podcast called Deep Feels. Um, I've been <laughs> on it before. You might you might see us popping around on there sometime. You know, a little spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a very talented writer. Uh, and not only is he a writer, but he's also a teacher and he teaches uh, virtual pilot writing classes. What can this man not do? I know. Are you kidding it, me? The versatility is astounding. He's also truly gorgeous. And I just want to say that up front. Yes. And uh, just what a fun time, you know, yeah, a good time good gal. Laughs. Yeah, he's- a good time gal. <laughs> Please welcome to the stage. <laughs> Liam! <laughs> Liam Garrow. I have to tell you, oh my God. First of all, I thank you for reading the intro I sent you verbatim via text message. I really appreciate <laughs> it. And I have to tell you, I, this, can we talk about how all of our brains are on fire right now? Something happens mm. when the three of us talk. Mm. <laughs> I, I feel like I've never done heroin, but it's what I imagine injecting an intravenous drug is like no it's exactly it i agree with that yeah it's chaotic in the best way it's not chaotic Mm. in the way where i leave and i'm tired it's chaotic Mm. in the way where i leave and i'm energized and like oh my god my brain's on fire Ah." yeah it's not britney and kevin chaotic it's like um (laughs) it's whatever what's a good it's oh it's like it's wandavision chaotic where you're like Mm. wandavision chaotic that's chaos magic this is chaos Chaos magic oh my gosh (laughs) chaos oh wait we're doing a podcast the three of us it's called chaos magic are you kidding (laughs) are you kidding me we're starting right now and you think it's a wandavision but actually it's us just doing a deep dive into the filmography of Catherine hahn and then it's like uh I'm so fascinated. Mm. I, we, I won't. I we. I won't take up too much time with this, but I am fascinated. Oh, we by can like, take up time with <laughs> oh my God. But okay. I just want to say, but just generally, I'm so intrigued by the trend of like people remembering that someone's a good actor. Like I love mm. it. Like it's very <laughs> funny to me when someone's like Gene Smart. Holy smokes! You're like, <laughs> yeah. Where you been? You guys also- heard of this woman, Gene? She's like good. <laughs> guys, She's, like, like funny. Guy, like and let me tell you something about Lori Metcalf can also do drama. You're like, are you Stop. out of your fucking like? <laughs> and I don't know. And and you know, Jake being a Chicagoan, I'm sure like Lori Metcalf, there's like such a like firm place in the corner of your heart because of course you know Steppenwolf and like you know theater. She's icon. a legend. She's a legend because she and she's like from Illinois, right? That I can't speak to, I think but that's right. You know so what? I, we'll Let's go just ahead say, and say yeah. yes. Yep. Okay. Let, I'm gonna take it back. Yes. Yes. Pause for edit. Yes. Um. So it's just it's always very funny to me, like with the Gene Smart, with the Laurie Metcalf, with the Catherine Hahn. People are like, yes, Stan Catherine Hahn, versatile, like versatile queen, queen of laughs and drama, serious roles. And then you're like, it's the same thing of when someone's like, oh my god, isn't it like it's it's like the it's like the flip side of the argument when someone's like, oh, Meryl Streep in another role where she's like wearing a big wig and costume, and you're like, so sorry, do you mean acting? So the criticism is acting. This is what we don't like. Can I tell you really quickly? Every time someone brings up anything about Meryl Streep, I just flash to my speech teacher in college who said she didn't like Meryl Streep because she could see her doing the work. Mm. Do you want to know something? Can I tell you? Your your speech teacher is a fucking plagiarist bitch <laughs> because 
I, because you want to know who I think your speech teacher <gasps> stole that from? Who? Catherine Hepburn, because Catherine Hepburn years ago said she didn't oh. like Meryl Streep because she, she said, and I quote, because when I watch Meryl Streep on screen, tick, 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 tick. <gasps> I just see the cogwheels turning in her head. Wow. Oh my gosh. So my speech teacher is not only stupid. Yeah. But she's a plagiarist. 100%. I'm glad oh, we got to the bottom of that. You know who I could also see the wheels turning for mm-hmm. in their acting? Kimberly J. Brown. No, there we go. Oh, Here we go. Seamless transition. Absolutely. I, Can I, I have start to... us off really quick by asking a question. Oh my God. Go. Um, and I need I need you both as my dear friends to be uh-huh. deeply honest with me. Huh. And I will be. Do I look like Kimberly J. Brown? Oh my God. No. No. Are you sure? No. Because I got I the mean, chin. I can see. I got a what big you're face. Saying, but <laughs> and this is no disrespect to Kimberly J. Brown. No, all respect. But you are a beautiful woman. That's what. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I'm pausing because I'm like, I weirdly think I could, by the end of this podcast, mm-hmm. find your celebrity doppelganger. Because I don't know if you both have this, where it's like, sometimes it's really difficult to like pinpoint the person because you're like, oh my god, so many people. But there are people whose look really distills actually down to like an era and a decade. Yeah. And right now you're really giving me like 60s French nouveau. Oh my God. Like new wave for sure. So like I'll, Thank I'll, you. I'll mull it over. I'll mull it over and it over. I will, I'll get back to you. Cause I feel like I can, I feel like I'll be able You'll to find place it. it. You'll I'll find place it. it. So get there. I so, want to say mm-hmm. something before we get into this. I feel like I need to share this information, which was a shock to me huh. uh, that will just kind of color the experience and kind of raise a lot of questions. Oh, shit. sure. Okay. Um, so Kimberly J. Brown. Okay. Is a decorated stage actress and was on Broadway from the age of seven years old and holds mm-hmm. a right. Re- she had been in three Broadway productions by the time she was nine. You're, you're lying. Which productions? She was in Les Mis. Oh, and I forgot. I should have wrote the other oh, two down. Wouldn't it be great if it was just Les Mis three times? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she it's plays that... Cosette at each age. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, of course, oh my we all God, experienced a decorated this... <laughs> stage actress. Okay, Cynthia Nixon vibes. We love that. We... Like, wow. Wow, we that love is... it, but we're shocked by it. We're Where shocked because it? you know where she's come <laughs> to now in her older age uh-huh. etsy she's in soaps yeah she is on etsy selling halloween like selling spooky halloween stuff with her friends stop yes yeah. <laughs> oh we gotta do what we gotta do you know what i mean can i tell you i'm actually surprised that she's coming from broadway because she actually i think has a tremendous facility for like really rain reining it in on camera she's very good at being small huh different experience (laughs) listen because when you think about playing to the back of the room i just feel like you know they're talking heads she's like really addressing the camera and i feel like i'm like oh you know what she's really throwing it away a lot you know what i mean yeah i i think it was really small when she walked into the kitchen and went to take a sip of juice and just poured (laughs) the entire gallon on her face that was pretty small (laughs) well you know what Okay, one, oh, guess what? But guess what, Jake? That's not an acting choice. That was in the script. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Well, I think that maybe this was the perfect vehicle for her because it was such a theatrical script. Yep. I mean, the things that we're dealing with with this trope of having uh, imaginary 
scenarios happening and she's walking through a circus and wild. I was angry. Okay. <laughs> you know may, I sh- may, I be, may I be vulnerable on the mic? Please. First of all, and I wanted to deliberately say this for the mic because because Caitlin fully texted like Jake and I yesterday and was like, oh my God, I had a nightmare that like I showed up to the podcast and I didn't watch the movie. And I need to tell you now on the mic, I had the same dream two nights ago. Oh <laughs> my God. And the whole dream was literally you guys being like, and I wasn't even like lying about having not seen it. You guys were like, well, what did you think of the movie? And the whole time in the dream, I was like, I just don't know. I don't know. <laughs> still thinking about it. Still I'm, thinking about it. Because guys, I just didn't watch it. But I'm I'm stunned I that this movie know. had so many spinning plates, and it's only an 80 minute long movie. Yeah, only. Felt, lo- felt much longer. Felt much because longer. they have this incredible ability, and I think this is very maybe. You, and you can really educate me on whether or not this is like a real like Disney movie thing or like Disney Channel movie thing, but like so much is happening and nothing happens at all mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's what they that's, really specialize in. that's the brand because you yeah. can tell it's like they only had money for three locations yep. and then they're like okay now shoot it from this angle like it's just <laughs> like they don't they, it's like they had a hard time like really spicing it up oh yeah, yeah you, so i think it's I, important run. for the people to know that this is liam's first disney channel <gasps> original movie he's ever seen right, right. so because i have to, so to give your audience some background i am from canada and for those that don't know what canada is it's like <laughs> if um america worked and um oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. jk the, the irony being that like we were so on top of covid like with the relief for like the whole time and then the second it came time to doling out vaccines they're like so um we're just gonna like really sit on this you're like oh, i want to get better <laughs> yeah. but i want to say so I so we have um, like a Canadian equivalent of the Disney Channel, and it's called the Family Channel. And Are so basically, serious? that's like love that. We I'm love disgusted. that. Disgusted. I know, <laughs> but so they did Off-brand air brand bullshit. <laughs> yeah, fucking honestly, <laughs> Family Channel eat shit, bitch. Yeah. Can I tell you though, the yeah. woman who was the voice of the Family Channel, like like welcome to family channel coming up next kim possible like that kind of stuff i knew the woman who was that voice oh. huge shout okay out, name drop shout out julie <laughs> dumay um but uh julie, we love you jules but so we so they would air the disney channel movies but i don't know oh. like and i don't so all that to say this being my first one i had every opportunity to watch mm. disney channel movies but i didn't for some reason and i think it's because like, like i hurting yourself I listen I well you know with movies I'm a cutter so I really I only want to watch things that really make me feel like I'm hurting myself and like (laughs) and I just want people to like be able to look at me and be like is there something wrong and I'm like I just watched um I just watched The the famous Disney Channel original movie The Revenant the the worst movie I could think of on the spot of just like ugh. if I I I was cutting myself with movies I would watch The Revenant (laughs) <laughs> I, so I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like a Canada thing. I don't know if this is a me hmm. thing, but like, I like I don't remember Disney, or like Disney Channel original movies being a part of like the cultural conversation for like myself or my friends. Interesting. That's, so That's inter- very yeah. interesting. Were you a classic Disney person? Like, did you see all those? Yeah, yeah, like for sure. Like the anim- like um, the animated movies for sure. Z's and, but like I, I don't. I, I can't even like construct a reason why like this would have fallen off of my radar, except for to say that I think like 
I was a child who was very into impressing adults. And mm. so I feel like as much sort of like mature, like adult advanced content as I could put into my brain. Full house. Like the classic mature, <laughs> very grounded, nuanced comedy, Full House. We're talking about Fresh Prince of the Bel-Air, oh, of course. Of about the Bel-Air. Wow, uh, you know, okay, the very a real si- thinker. Well, you know, inner, listen, inner city struggles, you know. That's yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it's the premise. Here's what I also love about shows from that era. The entire <laughs> premise would just be in the theme song where you're like, what's oh, yeah. the show about? Oh, never mind. I That's know what it. it is. We got it. Um, it and made so- it easy to jump in. You know, yeah. you don't you don't have to keep up week to week. You know, the theme song tells you everything you need to know. Perfect plan for syndication. You're like, yeah. what movie? What like what episode are we on? Oh, it doesn't matter because I know where we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We could use some of that for these movies. I'll say that we yeah. could. Use well, we a get a lot. We don't need a theme song when no. we have the most exposition That's ever <laughs> in any films ever created. Unreal. It's like you're okay, so I'm gonna real. give you okay, I'm gonna give you a rundown on everyone you're gonna see. Here's who they like, who they are, what they like, what they do. <laughs> I'm in the future and it's all worked out, but I am going to take you to the past where I was a little bummer. Right. This opening in specific was so insane. Mm -hmm. Like everything that was happening, she's like, and it's not a lame story. It's not boring. It was like, if you need to tell us that, maybe it is. (laughs) Well, and also it's very, it's very like, um, I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. Like it had very Mm -hmm. much that energy a little Mm -hmm. bit. But also listen, we also, we have to give Quince props. I mean, I would agree. I would personally argue Kimberly J. Brown's talking head really laid the groundwork for Phoebe Waller-Bridge. And I just want to take that moment. I want to take that moment to give credit where credit is due. Very much Fleabag. So Fleabag could run. Could run. Thank you. That's so so deep. That's why these movies are important art. Okay. Because you want to it's not even about them being movies, is it? Like they're films, I would say. You're right. They're They're films. It's like the Disney original film. Yeah, <laughs> so much, so much exposition. And it's so funny because I actually made a point of checking like the time code on it to be like, where are we at now before stuff actually happens? And I was like, holy shit, literally she speaks to camera, no exaggeration for like seven straight minutes. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, that, that actually does... that sounds like not long enough. <laughs> it, it was, was but, long. But, it was our, long. but also it's like long and the, it's like long, but also not long enough. Exactly right. Where you're like, this movie is only 80 minutes, but it feels like it's three hours. Like uh-huh. it, like this movie managed to be everything and nothing of every facet of a film all at the same time. Exactly And that's right. been a common theme that they seem absolutely endless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I'm sure. I love it, I'm though. sure. I know, I'm of sure. course. Oh, I. I you know I what I wrote down from the Talking Head that I really liked? Huh? This is one of those stories where a girl finds herself even when she didn't know she was lost. Stories. Mm. Oh. And she also like, said mm-hmm. it's 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 one of those high school stories, but it's not scary. Right. Because <laughs> you know how like, high school. Went. Well, listen. I mean, I think she's we can not agree. even in high school. <laughs> right. She's oh my God! First, she's P.S. She's in okay. high school. I want to sit these writers down and be like, guys, I know, I know you're on a deadline. I would do like one more pass. I just want to make sure that like all the information's tracking. Like, we don't have time. Not in the budget. We don't have time for that. No. <laughs> I mean, we're, honestly, we're churning them out. We need. We are on a tight schedule. At this point, we're doing one a month. So we, yeah, we gotta really crank them. Yeah, this is like a real like. Judy Garland and you know Mickey Rooney sort of like old style like MGM schedule where they're like you're actually doing two movies every four weeks so I hope you're ready crazy Liam it actually does feel like that because we see so many of returning players in all of these movies 
Oh, it is kind of, oh, it's sure. almost like they are contracted with Disney. Well, they it's are, like, okay, I think. here we go. We're trying to They're out. always playing the same characters. So they're probably like filming multiple at the same time. They're like bopping <gasps> from one lot to the other. They're like, okay, so just stay in that character. Okay, we're going to use you as a little sister in this and in this, and you can just be the same. Yeah. <laughs> are, and then the actor's like, okay, but I'm in the same clothes. It doesn't matter. And action. <laughs> um, we have eight babies here. We're going to need to get it going. You yeah. know, them here for so long. Well, it's funny you say that. Another little bit of trivia oh my about gosh, the I babies. Love, I love that you do trivia. Thank you. Is it wasn't eight babies, Caitlin. It was 20 babies. Yeah, it was 20. <laughs> it was I, 20 babies. Because 20 for babies. because of labor laws, because I also made a point of checking at the end of the credits because I was like, I wonder how many doubles they used. And when you're under a certain age, they'll only let you work so long. And 15 minutes at a time. And because they don't want to, and then they don't want to hold up production, right? So it's like, so they have to just keep cycling through babies. What people don't know actually about me is I also work child's hours. So yeah, I, actually, right. <laughs> I, just, I just hope you know that we'll, and I, we might actually be, be past the marker now. I will need to yeah. take a break really soon mm-hmm. um, we, we for three hours. And then we can go for another 15 minutes. It's um, snack nap time. And then another <laughs> 15 minutes on the mic. And then we have to take one little more break for the pee pee ponies. And then we can come back and finish her up. That's right. Can that's you right. imagine a set with 20 babies on it? Like that's kill myself. not chaotic magic. That's no. chaos. No, yeah, that's, that's Brittany bad, and Kevin bad. chaotic. That's, that's Brittany and Kevin that's chaotic. Bad, that's yeah. bad. We don't want that. Twenty no. babies blows my mind. That's what too also, many babies. It's so funny. <laughs> and like I, it's so many babies. I would say it's like it's it's also so funny to me not to like jump ahead, but like no, I jump, also jump around. We, we jump. I mean, just like it's also, and of course, this would not be at all tonally appropriate. But like, how hilarious would it have been if, like, when she found out she was pregnant with quintuplets, if there was just like a very serious conversation with like the husband and the wife of like, "Are we gonna get this taken care of?" Like, if there's <laughs> seriously, <laughs> like, of just like, so I run a small newspaper and you work at basically a Costco. So do we and maybe want to talk about how I can't afford this? Like, you're fully uh, enrolled in college. Right. Like, oh, wait a minute. We have a lot going on. I want to also talk about, wait a minute. I'm so glad you brought that up because mm-hmm. a real sort of like recurring thing for this character, for the Kimberly, Kimberly J. Brown. Wait, what is her character's name? Jamie. I, Jamie. <laughs> I was literally just about to say Maggie, <laughs> just, to say, Maggie. just to say it. I was like, Maggie. The thing about Kimberly <laughs> is like her whole thing thing with her parents is they're like they really want her to get into this very prestigious like magnet school like for like a science program like be like study hard do all this stuff and blah 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 but like at no point in the story like it makes like usually when that plot point is set up as a device for a character it's like because you're already brilliant and you're gifted and we believe in you we mm-hmm, want you to do this mm-hmm. thing and then mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and literally from the jump there's like this bit where like she and her two best friends open their report cards and she like is a I would say very famously average student yeah and they said they chant together we want A's. A's yeah oh my god wait can I tell you this the person who played her best guy friend in that trio his oh. name is Jake Epstein and I've met him oh really, really? Well, he's hot now I know he's, he's really like really hot He's really hot. I and I want to tell you in person, just as attractive. Oh, um, because he's okay. a Toronto he's a Toronto kid, and I met him in Toronto years ago at the Toronto Fringe Festival, like ten years ago. Wow. Oh my gosh! Well, there were several Canadians in this film. Well, this film I want you to t- to tell you was shot in Toronto, and I knew that without even sourcing that because there's a you scene- can see the Statue of Liberty. I mm. could. See- 
You know what it is? I could, I could, I could see someone just going, "Hey, forget about it." And I was like, "Toronto," um, because the subway they jump onto has TTC on it, and that's Toronto oh, Transit Commission. Oh, how about that? When they jump on there the train go. with the babies and the oh my god, yeah, the babies and, think, and the bikers and uh-huh. the candlestick maker, of course, yeah. <laughs> of the course. butchers, the bakers, and I could tell, and also, and I, I bet you, I could even tell you what station they were at. I think they were at St. Patrick's Station, which for Toronto, any Torontonians listening can tell you that's at Dundas and University. Okay, okay well, Kimberly J. Out. Brown, if you're listening, please reach out. Let us know where you were filming. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. No, this movie, well, I was so confused before I really understood how much she was going to repeatedly lie to us throughout the entirety of oh, the film. Right. Like when mm. she walks in and it's full circus moment, I'm like, what the fuck? is happening yeah i hadn't i mean of course we the statue of liberty moment we're like okay she's a jokester like i don't understand why she's lying like why are we doing this and it's like a a little wink to the audience i i thought it was so funny like come on guys like you know me better than that i fully felt like we we were watching blues clues it's like do you see where it is (laughs) very good (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah it also felt very like um I also really enjoyed the energy when, and like the terrible, (laughs) the terrible writing of like when she would do those talking heads and then she would like be like, okay, I just want to make sure you're paying attention. (laughs) Time for detention. Like when she, you know, (laughs) so wild. It was wild. No, like like her being sassy. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't seen it like that. No, we've before. seen we've had like voiceover, uh-huh. but not a direct to camera delivery. Direct to audience. Uh, <laughs> my God. It was so hilarious to me. And mm-hmm. so I love they set up that like plot point of like, okay, we really want you to get into the school and how she doesn't have any real outstanding academic achievements. She has no talent mm-hmm. in Do- any area. Literally, like average upon average, but her parents are like, you're gonna make it. And it's like the plan mm. it's the plan We're, everything according to the plan i know i was like oof this is a chilling look at only children but the funny thing about it to me is that they are like really on her ass about doing this stuff but at no point are they ever mean or disappointed or like their expectations are high but when she gets bad grades they're like okay that's true you try like it's like a, i was like what what are we going for here? It was right. a little weird. Where I was like, okay, we're not quite like I get this pressure, but is she really under pressure if they're okay with everything? Right. And right. remembering, and do you remember like the actually like super like weirdly out of left field dark detail about Jake Epstein's parents when like remember towards the end of the movie yes. when there's like yes. there's like the thing of like her parents aren't gonna like show up to again like spoiler alert but they're not gonna like show up to like this very important like parent teacher conference because they're now really busy with like selling their babies yeah. and then like and then they turn the to fame Jake, the fame Lady Gaga's the fame. <laughs> But I would say like a happy anniversary, pause up. And I would say that um, Jake Epstein, there's a moment where like, and so he's like the genius kid, right? He like gets straight A's, blah, blah, blah. And then he's all upset. And then Kimberly J. Brown's all upset because she's like, my parents aren't going to come. And then, and then he, Which and then Jake cares, Ep- by the way, like, oh, but can I tell you, my mom literally never, teacher conference, like who cares? My mom cares? never went because she was like a single parent. And every single time when like the night would come when like they were supposed to do it literally like 7 p.m would roll around and then it would just hit her like a ton of bricks she was like it's tonight and i would already be at home being like 
it's fine. Um, and so like, it's not even a big deal. And so, no, no, no. Like I also didn't go like, it wasn't a big, you know what I mean? Like who cares? No. But what's funny about like, she's all upset because her parents are going to show up. And then Jake Epstein's like, well, I mean, why are you upset? She's like, well, they're not going to come. And then Jake Epstein goes like, well, neither are my parents. And then Kimberly J. Brown says like, yeah, but we knew your parents would never come. I know. I was like, what is this poor kid's backstory? Dynamic. What is that dynamic? And then it got like dark. At one point, the Jake Epstein character got very serious about it. You know, he was like, my parents, like, at least you have parents that care. And I was like, ooh, oh. and yeah. then we left it. Then we abandoned then, it immediately. Of course. <laughs> yeah, like never the one to be addressed again. The one interesting thing of that movie happened 70 minutes in, and then we never talk about it again. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just the Disney Channel way. Yeah, really that's right. Is. Oh Can my we God. talk really quickly about the art teacher? <gasps> Please. Who was serving full Stephen Colbert in Strangers with Candy? Agree or disagree? <laughs> you know what? I've yes. never seen it. It's uh, very well, and of course, the, so the conceit with Strangers with Candy is like they're making fun of after school specials, right? Yes, and so well, then yes, I agree. And so, yeah. but so wait, but Jake, you've seen Strangers with Candy, I have, yes. Am I right? I mean, very, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I mean, it's it, ridiculous. This character is unhinged and so invested with yeah. this art club i'm making a four course italian meal come right, hungry. i'm gonna yeah i'm on gonna a teacher have... salary <laughs> i don't on. think so <laughs> <laughs> like was he inviting them over to his home that's sus that's sus it's a and my favorite quote from him which Liam, mm. you did send us the clip of it last night but when he's trying to get um kimberly j brown to really think about getting into art and he's like well sometimes i think hypothetically and i think hypothetically you would really enjoy art. Sometimes I think alphabetically, and art starts with an A. <laughs> what the fuck? Does well, that you mean? well, you know, you know that this character is fully someone who you're like, oh, oh you have just like a trunk full of Polaroids of like pictures of that people shouldn't see. You know what I mean? Like this is a real yeah. like. And I have a lot of, look, I'm a true crime watcher. So maybe this is like always on my brain. But every time I see like an adult take two invested in an interest in a child, mm, I'm like, me too. I like, mm-hmm. I'm, I, even though I don't know the child, I'm prepared to like grab them by the collar and pull them away from this person. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. You do not talk to that person. Yeah. My favorite detail also about the art teacher was like, and or generally about her whole thing about because she's right she's like she's looking for purpose Kimberly Kimberly J Brown she like wants to feel sort of like anchored into her school and she wants to be like academically good at something she wants to get good grades so she can get potentially get into this magnet school and what's so funny to me is like she says at the top of this like this movie this film she's like oh I don't like I'm not good at art and like I don't have any like talent for it and then literally the second she starts Mm -hmm. drawing it's like you're amazing (laughs) and you're like And like I could understand perspective. I understand everything about art. And the I could way tell they, they were doing portraits too. I was oh like, oh my God. I, I knew, okay. I also knew they were going to make her a genius art savant because, and it was such a small detail, but the way she started, and you could, and I'm sure you both remember, you knew this was like, these were the good art kids who did this. I'm sorry to do something physical on a, something that's distinctly an oral medium. But like, <laughs> do you remember like the really good art kids, the way that they would like, 
they wouldn't just draw something they would like etch into the lines like does that make mm. sense like even the way when she first starts like to like draw in her notebook it's like it's like that very soft like it looks like she's tracing the outline of something it's like she's yes. not really commit like that and then like by the end it looks like very kind of like rustic and everyone looks like really weathered and the second I saw her do those two movements with her pencil and I was like I know exactly where this is going fuck Ugh. you <laughs> <laughs> well, it was also quite apparent when they're like, well, science is your thing. And then she's like, it's really not my thing. It's like, okay, of course, she's not good at academics. She's good. At, she has to be good at she art. She has to be good at art. <laughs> she has like, to be. And she needed her choice. muses. You know, she didn't know that art was her calling until these babies inspired her to draw these stunning oh yeah portraits just with their cheeks melting right off their faces oh my sure god was like, horrifying wait a minute horrifying. we should maybe tell people also so like the real catalyst in the plot is like she basically kimberly j brown even though she's like given i would say a fair amount of independence from her parents she's like very doted on and she's like wouldn't it be incredible if i could like not be at the center of their universe. And of course, so what's the Disney solution for this? They're like, boom, mom's going to be pregnant with five kids. I also want you to know, based on the trailer that you sent me, I thought the whole movie, film, sorry, Thank was you. about to be, I thought it was like, basically like, it's almost like there was like a magical component to it of like, mm. I wish this thing would happen. And then it's like, and here's now the sliding doors moment where what if your life was like this? Oh. I did not realize it was That's actually a thing where it's like, yeah. oh no, mom's pregnant. And like, now we have to deal with these five babies. Can I and tell you and what she I- she just doesn't know how it happened. No. Right. <laughs> I want to put my layer on it because I was remembering from my youth, you this was a big time for multiple babies. Oh, it was? This was a time yeah. where John and Kate plus eight was running the nation, uh, going on Oprah. We had Octomom. We had all of these like reality- I was gonna yes. I took note of that. I was like, do you think Nadia Suleiman watched this movie and was like, wait a minute? <laughs> Hold up. But I was like, I think this is a movie about IVF. Like, I think they talk about it. No, they don't. What was I thinking? <laughs> IVF <course> <laughs> Caitlin. <laughs> Why did you I thought a Disney that? original film from the year 2000 was going to talk about Stupid. Oh, honestly, IVF? Honestly, in some ways, that seems more plausible than the fact that they would acknowledge that sex exists in any of these universes. No. Like, you know, like IVF seems more likely to come up than them being like someone had well, sex. That was such a funny moment in the movie, too, where yes. she was like, what did she ask? Where did you know where babies come from no 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 because it goes i just don't know how this happened that's what the mom says right and then and then kimberly's like well you told me that when two people love each other very very much and she's like she goes that's enough that's enough (laughs) (laughs) yep dad and i loved each other five babies absolutely kill me i mean i i would have to off myself yeah there's just no other i mean god what? I just wanted, I, I wanted there to be like, so dark. Say it. I was Kill the babies. Like, well, I was, <laughs> it's, it's me or them. It's I, me or I was like, someone's getting offed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. And I feel like, and it's so funny. Like I wanted there to be like a, a, like a running thing where like every single time we see the mom, just like her glass of wine gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. And, by, <laughs> and like, by the end, it's just like full goblet. And she's like, I can't do this. <laughs> this is crazy. What were we thinking? <laughs> Oh my God! That nanny. Well, God, I was just going to say Duke. my favorite character, Robin which, Duke, alumnus of Second City. Really? Yes, she is. Yeah. And she's on Shit's Creek. She's Wendy, the blouse barn manager. Shut up! 
Oh my God. Yes. Oh, I'm seeing it now, but I was not seeing it last and night. And she was on Saturday Night Live too. She um, took her. Catherine O'Hara's place. Yeah, because Catherine O'Hara took one look at SNL and said, I think I would hate working here. And then Robin yeah. Duke was like, I'll do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Where do we think she was from in this film? I got Scott- Ireland. <laughs> It, is, um, uh, it was wildly inconsistent. Well, she took a big swing. She did. She did indeed. And I do think she's very funny, but I was like, where are we going here? Yeah, like, what is this? We're like, we're trying to be Mary Poppins, but we're much more militant, mm-hmm. but also a little and also only And like only for 10 minutes where you're like, right. we're going to, we're going to introduce this character, this big character equipped <laughs> with like full costume and accent and have her exist for 10 minutes. Cause basically they're like, well, we need help with all these babies. And then it's like to the rescue, UK nanny, enter name of country here. And then mm. Robin Duke emerges and it's like, and then she like develops this whole regimen where she's like, okay, great. I'm going to know how to take care of these babies. And then sure enough, like 10 minutes later, she's like, no, this is too overwhelming. I can't do it either. And then you're like, literally, why are you here? <laughs> yeah. Baby one, baby two, baby three. <laughs> insane crazy (laughs) that was crazy and then like when uh, it really there were moments where I could not tell fantasy from reality like when Mm. they were like putting the job titles on the baby's cribs you know like I really did think that was real. I was like, this doesn't seem outside the realm of possibility. And then every it's time, real too. right. I, yeah, I and then it every too. time it like would switch, I'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, so, like you got mad because you got taken. I know. I'm like, like, got I'm me so, again. God damn it. This pathological little girl, like truly dissociating at every moment. <laughs> she is not living in reality. She can't handle her own life and is constantly escaping to fantasy. And that's Could something. you? No, of course not. Of course you know not. It really explains why 20 years later, she would go on to fall in love with the hot priest. I really do understand. Oh now. my gosh. Like, yeah. I really the do thread. understand. The thread. It's all I, I want to know if you, either of you clocked this detail. Can we talk about Kimberly J. Brown's wardrobe, specifically her pants? Mm, uh, tough. Well, here's the thing. I don't know if you, but did you notice this? Every single pair of pants that she had, and if you go back and rewatch it, you'll notice it if you really look for it. They're so obviously the bottom half of nurses' smocks that they then fashioned into other pants. No. Interesting. Because it's all the same color. All of her pants are all blue. And then they just obviously bought like multiple pairs and like rigged them to look like different pairs of pants but then there are a few like shots where like it'll be like a mid shot so you see the waistband of the pants and you're like it has the fucking fucking drawstrings wow 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 wow, for why budget i'm assuming it's a budget (gasps) thing they blew their budget on babies and she had to wear costuming was upsetting it i mean all of costuming and disney channel original movies are all loud and wild and like we're really trying to make something happen but it's especially Oh yeah, it's it's, it's color it's on, all color, color, on and color and pattern. Color color. Yeah. yeah, yeah, loud. <laughs> I had to turn it down. Yeah, I <laughs> had to actually turn. I had to turn my computer to black and white just so I could watch this movie. I <laughs> yeah. I needed to pretend like this movie was released in 1937, and I was like, okay, now it makes sense. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I the going back to like the John and Kate and Octomom of it all. I did think it was hysterical though that okay they're at the hospital having the babies and oh. 
also at the hospital. Do you guys understand why they were giving suckers out to everyone in the lobby? Kind of like a cigar situation. That's what I felt like. Uh, a cigar situation. You know how that used to be very, a trope of like yes, dads that, would be in the waiting room and they'd give uh, a cigar. It's like, it's a boy. Everyone gets cigars in the waiting room. I felt like that's what was happening. Got but it. Got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> I it mean, was, I was like, oh, we just brought a ton of suckers to hand out. <laughs> and I want, can I also tell you the second they named the first baby Adam, I knew right away. I'm like, oh my God, they're going to make the names ABCDE. I knew it. I knew it were knew so it. dumb i couldn't uh-huh. even handle it it was well, adam barbara adam. carl oh, yeah diane elliot just kidding um i was like wait i know the fifth one was eddie yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay just like a little kimberly j brown moment they're lying to everybody lying uh, but no the second oh, they i were have like, it i have it go adam uh-huh. becky Mm. Uh, Charlie, uh-huh. Debbie, Eddie. <laughs> oh. Bad. Bad. Just setting these kids up for failure from the get. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, I was like, oh my God, wouldn't it be so awful if they because the second he, they came out with Adam, I was like, oh my God, wouldn't it be awful if they made every kid's name like A B C D E? And then the second I heard Becky, I was like, fuck. They're now Liam, that. I want to I would like to get vulnerable on the mic right now. Please. If you if you will allow me. Um, I will allow it. I didn't clock that. I didn't call the alphabetical thing. Okay. Okay. And I just want to say I'm very impressed with you. (laughs) I did not see that. I was like, oh, these are dumb names. And I wrote them down. And even then, seeing them right in order. In order. Oh, wait a minute. You only noticed right now? When you said it, I was like, oh. (laughs) That's incredible. Amazing. Guys, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I'm deeply into the story. I'm Absolutely. deeply wanting to know what's no, going on, you know, and I'm just not seeing the little details. Oh my I'm swept God. up. I'm swept up. I can't away. get over the press that was waiting for them at their home for the oh first the God. first quintuplets in the state. Like that's a really who cares? Who like has, I, I guess like cares. okay interesting maybe it's in the corner of a newspaper somewhere that someone had quintuplets like it is unusual but maybe it's the it's the lead feature in the section grover's corners shout out to thornton wilder with our town did you catch that i did actually catch that because i was famously emily in our town so of course you were there you go yes yes (laughs) give me an oscar (laughs) i do love that she was just using the uh the paper as a means to brag about her own family oh (laughs) i know like that's the only reason she was the the editor of that paper was so that she could put her daughter's horrible poems in there so stupid oh my god i it's i also clocked that too where when they're like when they show up like when they open their door and then it's just like this huge 18 wheeler that's unloading box after box after box of diapers i'm like sorry has no one ever had like more than two children before like this it was so I was like, is this really pulling national attention? But then I was like, you know what? This was pre-social media. True. Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't have prestige dramas on cable like we do now. We like, were bored. It was a, we were it was a simpler time. Mm-hmm. I remember, in the interest of it being a simpler time, just to give you all of, like, and the listeners a frame of reference for like what people did for fun back then. <laughs> and this is absolutely true. I took my tire and my stick and I would just run around <laughs> the neighborhood pushing that thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> even worse. I, in 1999, oh, I was boy. like, 
myself and Karina Riche, shout out to Karina, um, troubled girl, but she and I, <laughs> she, for you. you know, <laughs> if she's even alive, still. Up to honestly, <laughs> pause up for Karina. But I mean, I, I'm RIP, maybe, maybe soft maybe but i she and i were like okay how can we like make some money and we're like nine years old and we're like oh my god it's the fall it's perfect let's go door to door and rake people's lawns for a dollar i need to tell you a dollar that's so little for the whole yard no but you know what it is these are like small townhouses so like your front lawn is your front lawn is like whatever the size of like your small little lot is right okay 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 and also when you're nine, like a dollar is so much money, the right? The whole sure. lawn, Jake's yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, my time is very valuable. <laughs> sorry, you're like, sorry, I was- at least a fiver, okay? <laughs> you're like, sorry, I was raised on 20 acres plus, honey. So well, I don't I w- know what this- I was this- on 12. So <laughs> $1 for my yard would have been uh, kill me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like, I, so I, so she and I went door to door asking- neighbors to be like okay can we mow your lawn for a dollar and i want to tell you every single person said no and what? and and guess what but because we were bored just did it anyway you're kidding uh, we just we literally just raked people's lawns just for the love of the game stopped asking people wait we wait li- wait didn't you grow up in canada aren't they supposed to be nice there or something isn't that yeah. your whole thing isn't that the whole <laughs> deal the well, Canadian- not- Nice. They all said no to these two youngins. They were like, no. Well, because not unlike Kimberly J. Brown, Canada is a liar. And mm. I like for as much as like Canada likes to really uphold itself as being. Here's the thing. Canadians aren't nice. We're, we are well mannered. Mm, that's different. God, that is very different. It's and very I think it's different. actually and I think it's actually probably very similar to like a Chicago thing because like the Midwest gets painted as like, oh, my God, like so nice. And And then, of course, like people from the Midwest are like, no (laughs) (laughs) though i have to say so i moved to chicago for college and i was shocked by how many people would just like give me directions or you know like are you lost can i help you or whatever you're like no it's just my face god god get out of here i know where i'm going and i'm like i'm so sorry actually yeah i would like that thank you (laughs) and where did you move from from colorado which is also not like um it's not like the east coast or anything but I truly was like, everyone is weird, suspiciously nice. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I grew up there and it's it's true. It's true. People yeah. are kind. Jake is the exception, obviously. But, <laughs> that's why, <laughs> well, that's why he moved to LA. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> he had to find his what, people. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, God. Just kidding. Oh, my God. That is such a joke. <sighs> LA people are not his people, you guys. <laughs> I don't want anyone I, to think that. No, I mean, there are people in LA that I like, but I wouldn't say that. But know. they're all from Chicago or New York. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Can I do my impression of someone from LA really quick? Oh, absolutely. Sure. So, how did your general go? That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I mean, it's perfect. No, no. That's, that's absolutely it. perfect. No, no. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so cra- oh my god, it's yeah. so crazy. My nanny just optioned to screenplay at Focus Features, but like, we still want to keep her in retainer, obviously, because like, who knows if it's gonna go anywhere? Anyway. Um. Oh no. That's perfect. <laughs> That was my my impression. That was my impression of someone from LA. Okay, Liam, you can have my Oscar. (laughs) Okay. Um, I want to tell you, I also saw a production of Our Town when I was 16 and brag. And I, um, 
it was hilarious because there's a moment in the play where like not unlike Kimberly J. Brown, there's a character named the stage manager who like speaks to the audience. Yeah. Mm. So again, I, so I would say actually really Thornton Wilder walked so Kimberly J. Brown could run. Okay. Oh. And I'll say that. I'll well, we say can, that. We can, we can absolutely see the threading from yeah. Thornton to Kimberly <laughs> to Phoebe. To Phoebe. Yeah. And, and that's all, something, I mean, that's like. Sense. God, that's like string theory. We should have this up on a cork board or something. <laughs> and I do. And there it is. Um, <laughs> oh and gosh. I remember watching it's the- so chaotic. <laughs> it's on, and there's like weirdly like a lot of like pictures of severed heads and I'm very concerned. Yeah. Um, you and, are and not well. So actually my brain is very broken. Um, but like I was <laughs> watching this- mind over here. <laughs> Don't ask me to solve a math problem because I can't. Um, but I am a janitor. That's Goodwill Hunting. Um, but- um, but so I'm watching this production of, I'll make this quick. I was watching this production of Our Town and there's like a moment where basically like the stage manager speaking to the audience and then it's like after Emily and, um, oh my God. Oh, I want to help. Emily and so-and-so get married. Yeah. Anyway, I can only remember the actor who played it. I'm like, Matt, that's not it. You're like, Matt. Um, um, it's weird. I want to say Jake, but it wasn't Jake. Anyway, mm. so Emily and so-and-so get married. And then basically the stage manager goes like, he said something to the effect of like, you know, marriage promises this, um, promises eternal bliss and for the future onwards. But you know what? I suppose we can never be sure. And then an eight-year-old from the audience speaks up and goes, you would better be kidding. <laughs> no. Uh, uh. And the entire, <laughs> and then literally the entire, the entire, everyone on stage started like losing their minds and the entire audience just like, yeah, marriage, not not all it's cracked up to be. You had better be kidding. Like that. that is so funny. You know, know, those parents were like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, what did we like, do to this kid? <laughs> and you know that if that were- Whole an worldview shattered. Yeah, and, and you know that also if this were in a different era, those parents would have immediately jumped on TikTok and been like, so Madison, what's the thing you said when we oh were at God. the play today? You had better be, be kidding me. Yeah. Oh, and I just, just to go back really quick, um, George, it's George. 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 Yeah. Classic George. Classic. Guys, we haven't even talked. Speaking of a character named Albert. Hello. Oh my God, Albert, Albert. Ugh. What a wild, well, here's, okay. I'm going to say something shocking. Huh. Well, I was like, oh, what is his deal? I feel like I've seen him before. Like there were moments where I was like, is he cute? I know, disgusting. But here's the thing. He is in a, a, a Canadian film, very salacious, called Leaving Metropolis, in oh. which he has like explicit gay sex. <laughs> and he's hot. Okay. He's like, yeah. It's why like so the, no one like can the see whole... our faces, but Liam and I jaws agape. Okay. I just want, I want to know. the whole <laughs> thing about the, the movie is like this husband and wife or whatever kind of like get entangled with this like artist and this artist like takes a liking to Albert and they have an affair together. And they're like you can Google it and the scenes will come up, but they're like pretty explicit and like lots of nudity. It is oh. pretty hot. My <laughs> my favorite thing, uh, truly, my favorite thing is finding actors who 
like did softcore porn and then did like a hard pivot to family entertainment. <laughs> and it's yes. always very funny to me when like you're watching them be like a doting father and then you're like, I've seen you simulate an orgasm. Do you know what uh-huh. I mean? Where it's right. like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, okay, cool, 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 cool. But I was okay. to scroll through everyone's IMDb and I just kind of like saw the the poster, you know, like you can see the cover of whatever movie they're in, you know? And I was like, that looks kind of salacious. And I just like opened it up. I'm like, oh, what a treasure trove this <laughs> proved to be. I need to tell you, I actually met someone who, this was years ago, an actor in Toronto. And I was like, and you know, like when you meet someone, they're like, you're, they're an actor, like later you'll be like, oh my God, maybe they've done something in IMDb or like, maybe there's something in IMDb. Maybe I've seen blah, blah, blah. And then I found out that this actor, he had this credit where he, it was like a show and he had done like multiple episodes. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And the show was called Lingerie. And this was a man I had met who had fully done so much softcore porn. Wow. 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 In the flesh, if you will. God bless. In the flesh. And we will. In the flesh. Are you also so prepared for so many people to be tuning into this podcast thinking they're going to listen to like an innocent show about Disney original movies? (laughs) And then it's like us being like, yeah, I saw his taint and I liked it. Like, <laughs> well, with a name like "Give Me That D," I hope people get the, the hint. Oh my God! I never. First of all, you guys never told me the name of the, the podcast, and that's a wonderful name, isn't it? Good. <laughs> Give me that D is very funny. Well, I'm excited for someone. T- I'm excited for a Disney mom kind of. Oh yeah, you Try know, a sweet. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to get people a little riled up, just a little yeah. bit. Like yeah. I came here to listen to this with my children in my minivan and you're talking about gay sex. Get out of here. Not only are we talking about sex, but we're talking about the, the most salacious kind of sex, which is gay sex. Yes, exactly. Happy That's Pride, right. everybody. That's what I was just yeah. say. Happy, Happy Pride. <laughs> Wait, but Albert, but Albert. 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 I really oh, well, took us on a journey. What a, what a wackadoo. wild villain to introduce to this movie. Who like doesn't actually do anything wrong no like he's basically like he's like i'm an agent and i'm doing my job and it's so hilarious that literally at any step of the way the parents could have been like we're gonna peace out that's true no that's true they're definitely letting him and also no shade to them i was like make the money Oh, absolutely. 100%. Like, yeah. literally, it's actually really hard to, like, watch a movie and be like, oh, my God, the only person I'm not rooting for is Kimberly. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I kind of want to be like, you just need to, like, kind of, like, buck up, honey. Like, this is right. a unique moment. Though, Kimberly, I had to say, in my memory of Quince, she was very upset by the babies. She's not. That's she was nicer. Too. She was nicer than I remembered. Me too. Like she I was really... like offering to help. Yeah, yeah she was like, was she like... knew all their names and stuff. I thought that was kind of right. sweet. And the parents didn't. The parents, the parents didn't. didn't. Well, they Jake, were off their Jake, say your thought. And then I want to circle back to this point. Jake, go. Oh, what thought? Oh, you're about to say something. <laughs> what What's thought? Oh. <laughs> I've never uh, had a thought. I don't have yet. thoughts. Uh, uh, well, because my, my favorite thing where I was also like, <laughs> eat shit was when um, Kimberly goes to the parents and then she's like, you don't even know their names. Like you can't even tell which one is which. And then there's like a, like a very real moment where like the parents somehow can't distinguish between their quintuplets. And then you're like, it's like, it's also another moment where you're like, this moment is almost dark, but it's not grounded in anything enough for it to have any, like to be effective at all. Right. No, it was, it was very close to being upsetting. 
Well, she swaps the babies around and like, why, why is he in here? Like, well, I'm testing you, mom and dad. And, <laughs> I'm and watching the, your every move. The dad doubles down and is like, no, no, this is definitely whichever one it was. Like one of the girls, like Becky. It's like, this is right. Becky. This is Becky. And then he checks and he goes, nope, that's Adam. Yeah. <laughs> like, Ooh, upsetting. Yeah, <laughs> that's tough. It felt like the dad was not involved in a real way. And again, if this was not a Disney Channel original and this was grounded, Kimberly was almost getting angry at her dad. It was like, you need to love your children. Yeah really take some time and get to know your five children you are not (laughs) present well he was okay when he was like sitting down calculating like whether or not they can afford to be alive uh he says he says okay well maybe if i bump it up to 70 hours of overtime a week (laughs) <laughs> not working 70 hours a week not doing 30 hours of overtime on top of what he said 70 hours up overtime so presumably he'd be working what 110 hours a week that makes sense that makes sense no. on top of school right yeah. i know oh yeah that also that also that hilarious plot point where like they basically established like dad's a dummy but he tries at school anyway yeah and he needs this degree so he can get a pay bump well, what's interesting though? Yeah, he needs that- to get his bachelor of science so he can get a pay bump at Costco. Right. <laughs> but the interesting thing Costco. of that is is that kind of the messaging of the movie is fuck school. Because it really comes down to they're like whether or not you go to college, like because the art teachers like there are people who have a degree who never amount to anything and people who drop out of high school who really make it. True. You know, which I think is personally i fucks like you know college is such a scam in so many ways um and you are talking to someone who did and this is real i you are talking to someone who only has an eighth grade education i dropped out of high school there you go oh wow well see there you go and look how good i turned out (laughs) (laughs) yeah let's talk about the severed head board (laughs) my screen's frozen the whole time yeah 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 (laughs) well see this is what i'm saying fuck school like that was the message but it was like funny it was just like it was never quite and I'm a college dropout um (laughs) spoiler uh so I gotta be careful because you'd be lying about that on your job applications (laughs) oh yeah just kidding I just want to set it to be cool Uh, just kidding. School uh, rules. Oh yeah. God, I have I don't know eight degrees at this point. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually took the t- opportunity during the pandemic to get my fourth PhD. Um, <laughs> yeah. I had some downtime. Time. I had time. Yeah. I thought, I just, why not? School's easy for me. I'm just really smart. Um, I'm good at everything. Um, I could do every job. Yep. There you um, go. But well, just for the sake you covered of your bases. right now, I'm just going to pretend like I dropped out of college. <laughs> for the sake of, just for, you know what? Just for giggles. Yeah. Just I'm for not, hashtag sometimes giggles. Sometimes I think hypothetically, yeah. hypothetically, yeah, yeah. I dropped out of college. <laughs> and sometimes, sometimes I think alphabetically and dropping out of college starts with a D. And that's pretty close to A. <laughs> and that's only four down. So, so pretty close. So you understand my thought process behind that. When you, you break get it, it down, it makes a lot of sense. It really does when you think about it. It makes sense. How shook were you when the opening credits came on? And then one of the final title cards was, and with a special appearance by Don Knotts. Well, that what's so funny is I did not see that. And when he shows up at the end as the governor, I was shocked beyond all belief. Mm-hmm. And Ugh. 
Wow. I think by the time his title card came up, I was probably already seriously writing notes about something because <laughs> it was like from the get, this movie was off the rails. Off the rails, truly. It was, I remember, listen, when I saw that Don Knotts was going to be on there, I was like, oh, they're not fucking around. Mm. They're ta- they, <laughs> they are pulling the top names, honey. Okay, mm-hmm. like, I'm like, who's next? Delta Burke? I mean, please. You know, I was- I would pay- so much money to have Delta Burke in a Disney Channel original movie. <laughs> she would be perfect for it. Oh my God. She'd, she'd make the most amazing Disney mom. And I want to say this about the Disney mom in this movie. She Can we talk about the helmet that they m- turned her hair into? Mm. Well, that's very of the time. It very was. like- My mom had it. <laughs> it's like full. It literally is like, it's like, it's Judy Jetson, but like with highlights. It's like the yeah. most insane hair. Yeah. yeah. You could bounce yeah. a quarter off that. No, you couldn't. It would just shatter the whole head. Like it was like, honestly, like it would like crack the hairspray veneer and it would just like, and then she would disintegrate and just like fall apart like glass. Like it is so hilarious. It falls off like Lego hair. (laughs) Just like, like, oh my God. Oh, no, but the Don knots of it all. I want to say, okay, yeah, let's talk. I want to talk about, I want to talk about parents of the year. What's so funny. Okay. So Albert is really, he has it out for Kimberly J. Brown because not only on the night of her big gala, the the middle school art gala, you mm-hmm. know, we've all been Where doing. she's a featured artist. Yeah. At a legit gallery. You know how that happens all the time. Yeah. Tale as old as time. Not only did he do that, but we do have to talk about the fact that we have to talk about the diaper costume. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, talk about the diaper costume. Right. How right. he has it out for her. He's like, it's all about the babies. Like first meeting, it's about the babies. Is it get, you're like, get I want to make this here. clear. You were not a part of this little girl. Okay. You were not a part of this. Then when she said the commercial puts her in the most heinous. <laughs> I mean, I mean, cool. mean, I mean, and not only mean to the character, but mean to Kimberly J. Brown. Kimberly, like that, that they Kimberly made her didn't do deserve that. that. A decorated <laughs> stage actress in a big diaper costume? That's no, honey. No, honey. I also, tough. and you know that even though that was only, that scene in that exchange was only a minute long, you know that was a full day of shooting. Mm. You know mm. she was in that for a good 11 <laughs> oh, hours. sweating yeah. in that diaper costume. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not doing well. So he sabotaging her at every moment. Sabotaging <laughs> the, the night of the gala, he comes in and it's the governor wants to honor these parents as parents of the year. You know how that happens. It, you know, we've all seen it happen. My favorite detail of this, though, is the invitation. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. on the invitation, it simply says Saturday evening. <laughs> <laughs> We don't have a date. We don't have a time. There's nothing on there. It's like, oh, this well, they is sent so it out so last together. minute. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. The governor is throwing this function that seems to have been planned two days in advance. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, I don't think so. I feel like Albert like slapdash this together for the governor. Like, should yes. we just do that? We'll put them in here and we'll all just do a ball or something. It'll be a gala. It'll be really fun. And, the and then governor, and- he's so. Folk, he needs to meet these babies. Yeah, he's very upset that the babies are not there. Like, what like even to, is the point? I like to think of a universe where, like, 
the governor even like circling back to like when they were going to schedule it like if he was okay i'm gonna like a bad i'm about to attempt a don knots impression everyone like oh boy oh boy it's not it's not good but like but i like this idea that like um like albert's like yeah let's do parents of the year that'd be so fun and then and then don knots is like yeah we could hold it on a friday and then like and then he's like and then or albert was like or instead it could be saturday and then just like really fuck with kimberly that was so a good Don Knotts. I want to hear it. Okay. And yeah, do, it, do uh, Don Knotts agreeing to that. Agree. He's agreeing to Saturday. Oh, Saturday sounds great. I'm dead. It's <laughs> good. so good. It's just, it's all because he's always like, because I'm also really just doing him as Mr. Yeah. Roper from Three's Company. Mm, and he was yes. always like, he was always like, always trying to sniff out what the situation is. <laughs> he's a always moment. really trying to. He's always about to sneeze. <laughs> he literally yeah 100% um I simply can't with him being so like dead set on meeting these babies oh you know what I want to know something before I forget because here's the thing when you guys approached me to do this podcast I I was like amazing sounds great and then Jake you <laughs> specifically chose this movie like for me to watch with you both can you just like can you just like take a minute to tell me like what was it about this movie that spoke to you where you were like this one I mean, it's just, I remembered it being a little unhinged and I felt like you would have fun with that. And I felt like it's a good, it's such of that time. 100%. Like it's such a a little time capsule of what, 2000, I think this came out. Yeah. Like the whole aesthetic of the movie is like, it's a, it's like a Disney movie, but also it's like a Pampers commercial where you're like, it feels very much. Yeah. Some of the later Disney channel movies, like get a little better in some respects and some of the earlier ones are also a little like brink and things like that are like they have qualities about them are, that are very good but i feel like this is such quintessential <laughs> quintessential cool. i didn't mean to do it i didn't mean to do it but i did it i, I mean he good. said he wouldn't but like he went there no but like he went there <laughs> i i just feel like it really captures what a disney channel movie, original movie is now, yeah can i say though that there's something you know jake is a witch did you know that? What? Did you know that Jake is an actual witch? Like he's so intuitive and shit. It's like freaky. No, I didn't he'll, know this. Oh, he'll like know the way something's going to pan out. And I'll be like, Jake, we don't know. Well, damned if it doesn't always pan out exactly <laughs> like that. It's crazy. I'm very in tune. I'm very yeah, in his, tune. He's very in tune. But it's been amazing because I'm doing the editing. He's doing kind of the inviting and picking the movies for the guests and stuff. And he's picked these movies that work so well like on weird levels like the fact that this was in Canada with like some Canadian actors and stuff it's just weird it's like it makes sense for you to be doing this one. Oh my god I also need to tell you when I was watching the ending credits I can't remember her name fuck it's killing me but the casting director for this movie like she's still a casting director in Toronto who's like giving oh my, my friends jobs yeah oh yeah 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 Stop. See, uh-huh. it's weird there's like something's mystical magic I just felt chaos. it I felt it do you want to also know <laughs> did you also notice like one of their song cues at the beginning of the movie no I was like, that voice sounds familiar. Waited to the end of the credits, and wouldn't you know it? It was Soda Pop by yeah, Miss Soda Britney. Pop. Yes, Jean yes, Spears. yes. Oh. I mean, an oft-forgot-about song, but from classic her first album. Oh yeah, wow. First album, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, it would have so. to be. Guys, yeah. that's so cool. 
No, Britney. That's so free cool. Britney. Hashtag free Britney. Free Britney. Free Britney. Hashtag free Britney. I know it sounds like Get a joke, her but out I mean of here. it. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> kidding. It sounds like a joke, but we were really serious but about this. I'm yeah. saying it in a voice that's joking, but I'm dead ass serious. And the more we talk about it, the more it sounds like a joke, but we really mean it, guys. <laughs> it's just because like my vocal cords are frozen in this place right now, and I don't know why, but like hashtag free Britney. It's really serious. It's I've- real freer, freer. <laughs> okay, but. But for real, but guys, no, like for real, go down and re-register. Okay, everyone, take it down, take it down on octave. Uh, free Britney, <laughs> everybody. Hashtag Free Britney. Oh, do it as do it as Don. <laughs> yeah, do it as Don. Oh, hashtag We got a Free Britney. She's a girl who's in trouble. <laughs> if it were up to me, she would have never been in captivity in the first place. <laughs> that was really good. That was really good. Liam, thank you. Oh my you're god, you're an absolute star the fuck i mean i guess you'll see me on the great white way in <laughs> spring of 2022 when broadway opens back up you can see me hitting the boards with kimberly j brown and a double act of chicago i'm Thelma <laughs> kelly and she's roxy hart <laughs> oh, oh, oh make it make it be so god make it be so yes, if there is a god if there is a god oh. Wait, I, I do want to say uh, before we move too far from Don Knotts. I'm yeah. not timing this, but I just have a theory. This is going to be our longest one yet. It is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If you I cut wanna... also a single moment from this, I'll never talk to you again. Go ahead. Oh, I, what, ha- what could I cut? This is all gold. <laughs> you kidding me? Don Knotts, the governor, the governor, the fact that he comes with the parents mm, to about the art show is so like, in what world is the governor coming from his his dinner which i would guess has other guests well he comes to the art show and when he shows up he says i may not know much about art but i know what i like you know that classic line (laughs) just i was so confused when he said that i was like was that him trying to justify his appearance here because that didn't do it it didn't do it well and also and then isn't wasn't it like moments before where he kind of articulates like not a real fondness for wanting to be really anywhere ever like he he it's funny like I feel like they almost try and paint him as being like not a great governor like because there's a moment where he says something unsavory oh fuck I'm blanking on it but then he's like oh it's off the record of course like and then he, it's all very like like but we kind of weirdly even though he's like so dead set on wanting to like see the babies it feels very like for publicity but not because he like really has any affection for children so the fact that he would like go out of his way to like see this young girl who has nothing to do with this press con like this whole sort of press setup to go see her art show i'm like yeah isn't it weird that that doesn't add up you know what (laughs) isn't it weird for one of these movies okay everything else up until this point and this really took me out everything else that had happened (laughs) i was really i was really with them but then then i I just wanted to go in there (laughs) oh my god i honestly what a disney original film i can't even begin to tell you i i'm trying to wait i'm i feel like there was something uh i god caitlin i so wish you would watch strangers candy because i actually i want to talk so much more just about like you know what i'll watch it tonight and we can talk about it on your pod oh my god literally tomorrow see you tomorrow um but like literally see you tomorrow but like i a real peek behind the curtain i know oh my god well that's just some yeah that showbiz bitch (laughs) um that's me saying that to your audience um so (laughs) i think 
I, it's just so funny to me. Like it almost feels weirdly like the actor saw Strangers with Candy and was like, I hate this, like this movie that I've been cast in. So let me make fun of it while I'm in it. Oh, maybe, maybe it's very meta. It felt very much like, you know, when you can tell like an actor hates something. I feel like I'm very, like, I feel like I'm very sensitive to like, if actors do or don't like each other or if they do or don't like the project that they're in. And I feel like this actor hated every moment of being in that movie. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I, I did love him trying to like explain art. And what I really took away from it was all art is, is capturing it. Because he has like wow. his little monologue. He's like, if you see something, capture it. If you're drawing something, capture it. Can I <laughs> he tell just you kept something? Like, everything ended with like, capture it. Can I tell you something that actually is not the most this, insane thing? I'm because disgusted. I'm gonna t- I want to tell you something right now. When Angelica Houston was pivoting to directing, mm-hmm. she's directed a few times in her life. And of course her father famed American film director, John Houston. Mm-hmm. And uh she went to her father once and said, dad, what's your advice to be being a great director? And he said, just film. He goes, film where the action is. Like the thing. Sometimes it's so simple. We make it so complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Basically his idea. Because also it's like, it kind of makes sense. We're like the thing that's happening in this scene that actually makes it interesting. Film that. Film it. Okay. Whatever other advice. Whatever bullshit you think you need to focus on. No. The thing that's interesting. Hone in on that. It's kind of like when people tell you, you're like, how did you become a writer? And they're like, I wrote. Yeah, I know. Okay. I know. Or or even or even worse when someone's like, when someone's like, how did you get started as a writer? It's like, you know, I just wrote what I know. And then you're like, okay, but I don't know anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're like, like, but what about if what I know sucks and is boring? Yeah. What what about that? I know. Well, that's like when the art teacher is like trying to inspire Kimberly J. Brown when she doesn't know how to do art, you know? And he's like, have you ever sat down and imagined? Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, are you asking her if she's ever had a thought before? Right. Like, like, <laughs> have you, a dumb girl, ever had a thought in your single stupid empty brain is what that she's art like, teacher asked? Whoa. She's like, dude. <laughs> Fred? Fuck. And then, yeah, like, she's like, excuse me, I'm 11. Ease <laughs> up. Easy. I'm I know. I love that we're having like a 15. Yeah. I'm both 11. I'm, a, according to this plot, I'm in middle school and high school. But don't worry, <laughs> it's not scary. And, <laughs> and I'm, and I'm looking for internships. Her mom is trying that was wild. And they talk so much about college and she's in middle school. And that just happened in what movie did that just happen in, Jake? Um, We watched. Oh, oh. in um in the uh Oh, we gotta kick it up. up. Gotta kick it up. Yeah. But they're like in middle school thinking too much about college. Like it's crazy. Kids, let kids be kids. You know what? Please for once. Let God let kids be kids. God, I just okay. I spoke to my daughter the other day, Magdalena, and you know she's only two months old, but she's already on this sort of gifted track, and you know, Mm. and we know Mm. this because she's pooping really consistently. And beautiful poops. Is she uh, seeing shapes yet? Well, I don't know if she's seeing shapes, but I can definitely tell that she's psychically intuiting them. Because mm-hmm. sometimes well, my unborn baby in my womb is seeing mm-hmm. shapes, so that's the oh. embarrassing. You know, no, I can tell. I can tell my daughter's gifted because you know what? She always reacts to me differently when I wear a chunky jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, Ugh. yeah. She, it's it's funny. She's only two months old, but if I'm when I walk in in a turquoise piece, she'll literally she'll 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 be like this. I'll walk in and then she goes. 
And I know, and I know, <laughs> and I know, and I know. I do just before kidding. we, I do just want to say that, you know, I kind of began this journey in anger, you know, yeah. with mm. all the lies. Yeah. Right. Um, and kind of ended in anger too, with more lies that the mom was pregnant again with septuplets. And that I was like, moment. Oh, we're going to do this. You know what? When right honestly, to the end, right to the end, we're going to do this. When she I was answering like that. that phone call. I didn't like that, it. When that mom was answering that phone call, I'm like, that had better be an appointment with your doctor to do, <laughs> you know what? Right. Okay. So we can't have 13 children. We, we simply, that's irresponsible for the planet. Oh uh-huh. my God. Wait a minute. How are we not also talking about the fertility of that father's seed? I mean, <laughs> my right. God. Right. I mean, super listen, spunk. God, super spunk, please. Title of F. I mean, I would say, no, I'm, so I'm saying, sorry. no, super spunk. Listen, honestly, that's, can I tell you, that's only, that's actually still the second, only the second grossest thing I've referred to sperm as being called. Oh, this, no. So the second most disgusting is super spunk. The first most disgusting, fuck juice. I don't know. No. It wasn't for me. It wasn't for me. It was I'm not vomiting. for me. I'm vomiting. Wasn't for me. No. I um. Oh God, my thing, gave me shivers. Ew. I know, but it's like the thought. Like, I'm sorry. God bless this this man who like works at a department store at a major retailer and is like trying to go to school for some reason. And I guess like his gift is like, I will get you the most pregnant you've ever been in your entire life every single time. I guess that's yeah. his thing. Yeah, and that's can his you, thing? Can yeah. you? No one wants to, of course, but can you? Imagine those two people having sex with each other. No. Ugh. Okay, I'm gonna say something extra right now. That's worse than. Super I, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm gonna say no, but weirdly, not because of the guy, but because of her. I feel uh. like I, and maybe this is because like I think dummies are attractive <laughs> sometimes, or like you know, you know, sometimes like you can like, and I don't. Maybe it's because I actually think so highly of women. but it's because like i i feel like sometimes like with like super dumb men i'm like okay what is their like pull here oh surely they just must be like an incredible lay Mm. Mm. okay okay it's my thing like i wonder if like i think dumb really smart women because and the smart women are like you know you're dumb but I can kind of just run this house the way I need to. Right. I can like just kind of get on my train. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you know what? Who doesn't love a project? Well, you know, sometimes (laughs) we're, we're a little bored. Sometimes, you know what, when we're not busy running our small small local paper and raising our 13 children, we also want to pivot to our husband and be like kid number 14. Yeah. This basically (laughs) is like child number 14. Yeah, exactly. Why not at this point? Give me another one. That's how the that's how the gears are already grinding. It's like you know what exactly. I'm I'm mom to ninety eight percent of the people in this house. Let's just make it the full one hundred. <laughs> make it honey, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but who takes care of the mom? Uh, but no who takes care of her? And is he running her a bath? And that's why mothers eat their young. This yeah. is why you're like, this is why mother, like, this is truly why like Diane Downs was like, I will kill my children. Like I will, it's like this very much, this is like at the end of the, this is the end of our version of the movie where it's like at the end, it's just her with the most huge glass of like white wine. And then she's like, you know, I take care of this entire family, but who takes care of me? And, and then she, she breaks says, the glass in her hand. I find, I'm finally going to find peace. <laughs> and then, and then she, she throws herself black out <laughs> and then she throws herself into the fire oh my god we never kimberly j brown's last thing at the end of the movie is like and then my my mom went to go get milk 
We never heard from her again. No, Kimberly J. Brown's last thing is she turns the camera and be like, I just wanted to see if you were paying attention. That didn't really happen. Okay, now get to class. <laughs> no, it's the version of the, the joke that the mom is pregnant with six more kids, which is horrifying. But then she goes, just kidding, you guys. She absolutely left us. just kidding guys she fully murder suied um herself and the agent you thought that she was okay Uh, i just want to see if you guys were paying attention she had six kids she's done yeah (laughs) i live with my art teacher now (laughs) (laughs) he's my husband and i'm his child bride wait that's it and that's quince that's quince Quince. well liam thank you so much honestly okay wait i have to be real liam has been my podcast guru oh my god he has facetimed me to help me edit he has answered all of my stupid ass questions you have been so helpful this podcast would not be off the ground if it wasn't for you thank you so much thank you our angel i mean it is really my pleasure i i just feel like my general and this is like a real answer but like my general thing is like if you can like help someone not struggle unnecessarily, especially if it takes two minutes, like just help someone. Like I remember when I first started to like, when I, when I first started editing my podcast, like on GarageBand, I was like, did not know how to do it. And it just took me such an unnecessarily long amount of time. So I was like, and it can also be like really discouraging. So I was like, let me jump ahead of this train and be like, okay, Caitlin, <laughs> the way that you edit is command T. <laughs> secrets out, secrets out. Secrets okay. out, everyone. Uh... Secrets out. Oh, and that's how no. you have a podcast. You just hit have- command T. Like not only are you helpful in like practical ways, but also you're so damn funny. And please come back on this podcast. Oh my yes. God. Literally pitch any other movie. Jake, if you want to intuit psychically what you think would be the next will, great fit for the I'll three of us. Out. I'll feel it out. Yeah, we'll oh, do it again. my <laughs> God. And Liam, tell everyone where they can find you, where they can sign up for your class, all that shit. Sure. So I, if you basically, I would say the best way to sort of keep up to date with me is I'm on Twitter at Liam Garrow. And so there I'm posting every Monday is a new episode of the podcast. I'm actually in the throes of recording a new batch of interviews, which you two know something about. Mm-hmm. And, um, and basically, uh, like every three weeks, I start like the next three week cycle of this pilot writing course that I do. So if you're a writer, or if you're someone who is like looking to sort of like even just like have some structure to get your get the ball rolling to write. Um, I teach a three week pilot writing course just through Zoom, and um, the sign up you can just basically hit me up through my DMs on Twitter, and then I can give you all the class info there. Spell your last name for the people, just so everyone knows. G A R E A U, and then it's Liam like Neeson. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Liam as in Neeson, L- Liam as in Neeson, but not as in the racist who also will just openly wet himself, um, yes. which is a real thing about Liam Neeson. And um, and then my podcast is called Deep Feels, and it's like it's been it's it's a super fun show. Jake's been on it, and Caitlin and Jake are going to be on it together very soon. And the show's hosted like guests like. Louis Fertel and um, Tim Wong, who's a writer on The Simpsons, and Lisa Traeger, who's an incredible stand-up. So it's been really fun. So people should um, rate, review, and subscribe to that. And they should also do that with this show. Yes. You're, listen- yeah. you're listening you. to, I mean, listen, you're listening to it right now. It takes but a second. But a second. Ma- but, but a, a second. second. Scroll down on whatever app you're listening to this on, and then just hit the five stars button. 
Yeah, just do it. So, thank do you that. so much. Like, it's so nice to, for us to not have to say it. Um, yeah. We're going to have welcome. all of our guests do this for now. And so we don't seem needy. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Perfect. Okay. And so thank at the end of the show, just tell everyone to rate and subscribe. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, and then you signaling like in the Zoom call, like more, more, Ow. more. <laughs> oh boy. Well, all right. Thank you so much for being here. This was a blast. This uh, was a total blast. Thank you so much blast. for having me. Oh my God. The best. Okay. Bye. Bye. bye.